Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. Today is another AMA episode. That is, ask me anything. I love to answer your questions. And if you have a question you think is going to be of broad interest, send it in. I'll answer it live on the air. Send your questions to Victor at VictorJM.com. That's Victor at VictorJM.com. Then Braxton from New Orleans asks, I'm a longtime listener to your show and I find great value in the breadth of your content. I really enjoy the format, and this is one podcast I can commit to on a daily basis. Thank you for all you do for the real estate community. My question today is on the topic you hear often these days on the great debate between inflation and deflation. feels like we're certainly departing from the status quo of the past 10 to 20 years. I've taken cash out of some of my small rental properties, but I struggle to redeploy in more investment properties because prices continue to be pushed upwards. There's a mountain of liquidity and increasing competition for investment at low yield. My personal view is we may see near-term inflation, but I'm concerned we could be at the doorstep of another debt crisis like 2008. It appears as though speculative mania has taken over in many markets. How do you view the inflation versus deflation risk and balance your near-term investment decisions? If there's inflation, would it make sense to buy assets as the housing rents should keep pace with prices? However, if there's deflation retaining cash, may make more sense. I'd like to know how you're thinking through this scenario as each path will likely have very different outcomes. Well, Braxton, this is a great question. In fact, it's three questions. And on yesterday's show, we answered part one of your question. So if you haven't listened to yesterday's show, go listen to that one first and then come back. And on today's show, we're going to address part two and part three of your question. The first question is a little like asking, are there any bargains to be found in today's hyper-competitive environment? The second part is related to the inflation versus deflation debate and Your third question relates as to whether we're going to experience another debt crisis like 2008 anytime in the near future. So let's start with your second question. I think we're actually going to experience a period of stagflation. Now, this is a combination of economic stagnation combined with inflation. Stagflation is caused when something artificial causes economic contraction. and Efforts to stimulate the economy are held back because the artificial cause is still present. The result is an economy that's flooded with cash, but it has nowhere to go. The result is inflationary despite the economic contraction, and that means prices will fall in some sectors of the economy, but not all. Remember, the definition of consumer price index is an average of a basket of goods. Some areas will go up and others will go down. The artificial event, of course, is the pandemic this time around. Governments the world over are ordering businesses to close and not to conduct business in order to protect human life and the healthcare system. Traditional Keynesian economists believe that economic stimulus will ultimately be inflationary and that retrenchment is deflationary. But that's not necessarily true, as we saw in the late 1970s in the wake of the OPEC oil embargo. Any talk of deflation is of a short-term nature. Nobody's talking of protracted depression like we saw in the 1930s. I've got no doubt that we're in a long-term inflationary period. This has been true since the early 1970s, with only short-term reductions in inflation along the way. So the question is really whether a deflationary interlude would be devastating for you as an investor or not. The key to positioning your portfolios to handle a deflationary period is to make sure you have sufficient covering equity, you have sufficient monthly cash flow, and ample cash reserves. The hotel industry is going to experience at least an 18-month drop in revenue. You could argue this is deflationary, at least for the hotel industry but it's temporary. In spite of that, how will they survive? Is there enough covering equity, sufficient debt coverage, or ample cash to last 18 months? If they have enough covering equity, they might be able to raise additional funds by refinancing some of their assets. 
The same thinking applies to rental properties, but understand that rental properties don't change rates on a daily basis like hotels do. Hotel stays are discretionary. A place to live is a core expenditure. It's not discretionary. It takes a long time for enough vacancy to open up in a market for rental rates to drop. Now, we've seen some rental rate drops in luxury buildings in San Francisco, New York, and Toronto, but we're not seeing this across the nation. In fact, if anything, we're seeing the opposite. So I continue to be bullish on investing in income-producing residential properties. Your third question is whether you're going to experience another debt crisis. 2008-style residential real estate crash is possible, but not very likely in my view. The banks are much better capitalized, and the Fed has basically told their member banks they will buy up all the toxic debt if it appears. It would take a big rise in interest rates in order for loan rates to become unaffordable on a large scale. If it did, that would trigger a drop in real estate prices. But for now, Federal Reserve has issued guidance for the next couple of years that rates would remain low. When you do the math on the excess reserves that the banks have on deposit with the Fed, there's more than enough cash to handle a massive default on real estate. As of earlier this week, the new Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen, who was previously chair of the Federal Reserve, has been the cheerleader for even more aggressive printing of money. We may be facing a sovereign debt crisis at some point in the future, but not a commercial real estate debt crisis. So I believe the U.S. government's going to continue to print money until the population or the rest of the world loses confidence in the dollar. And at that point, we will experience rising interest rates in order for the U.S. to sell its bonds. But if the U.S. doesn't succeed in restoring confidence in the dollar, then the U.S. will lose its position as the global reserve currency, and eventually the dollar will get reset into some form of other monetary system. But that precipice is still some distance away. If that happens, of course, we can expect a massive transfer of wealth in some direction, but we don't know yet where that's going to be. So for the foreseeable future, I believe that we're in an inflationary environment long term and that real estate are still some of the best assets to protect yourself against inflation. I want to thank you, Braxton, for a great question. And for the listeners at home, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. I'll talk to you again tomorrow.